Thank you for joining us for another episode of Synapse, a business and lifestyle podcast by the Greater Freeport Partnership. I'm your host today, Nicole Haas, brand director with the partnership. And joining us as this week's guest is Jessica Modica, director of the Freeport Art Museum and Art Plaza. We're going to be speaking about a number of arts and culture initiatives in the weeks to come on our podcast. And no better place to start than with the Art Museum, the Art Plaza, and the wonderful things that are happening downtown Freeport. So welcome, Jessica. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. So tell us a little bit about um, the Art Museum, what's going on now, and maybe a little history um, of the last five years on what's been happening, some of your fundraising and and new initiatives that have been going on if people have been living under a rock. (laughs) That's great. So yeah, so the museum right now is located um, on Harlem, 121 North Harlem. So it's just a couple of blocks north of the hospital. And we've been there since 1986. And just recently, we um, underwent a new strategic plan. And so we have a new mission. And our mission now is that the museum creates experiences that spark imagination and creativity in the arts for all people. And I really love that. And it really um, speaks to what we do. Yeah. And uh, so, for example, some of the things that um, people may have participated in and they may or may not have realized that the Art Museum was the organization that was in charge of that include Paint the Port. I think that is an event that's become really popular. And um, Art in the Park is a partnership that we do with the Park District and Crate Park every year. And we've actually been doing that for 15 years now. Wow. And we have over 2,000 people come out to that in a one-day arts, um, fine arts festival. So uh, that's incredible. And then, uh, as you can imagine, we have a number of things going on in the museum uh, throughout the year. And right now, for example, we have an incredible show that uh, recently opened at the end of October. And it illustrates a new initiative that we've just taken on. And that's our BIPOC initiative. So Black Indigenous People of Color. Uh, This is something that we're very excited about. Um, And it was uh, put together by Barry Troy. Now, a lot of people know Barry in the community. He's our director of exhibitions and programs. And so he went through some EDI coursework. And um, as a result of that, he's really passionate about um, inviting more people of color to participate in our exhibitions in the museum. And so he reached out to Patrick Hammy. He's um, associate professor of art uh, at a university here in Illinois. And so together, um, Patrick Hammy and Barry um, put this initiative together. And the museum has um, committed to that for five years. So for the next five years, we will have um, people of color inviting people of color to exhibit in our museum. That's fantastic. It, I love yeah. the idea of the amplifying minority voices. You know, we hear so much about that, but I I love that it's also something that is going to continue to to change and evolve right here. One thing that I think um, people who have visited the museum in the past don't understand is while there are exhibits that stay year round, there are a number of them that change often. How many exhibit changes do you think you go through in an average year? I know it, it varies. 
Oh, it's um, it's kind of crazy how many shows we put on a year. Uh, we change out our temporary exhibitions every eight to ten weeks, wow. and we have uh, four galleries that we're changing out all the time. We have two main galleries on the main level, and then we have two additional galleries that change out on the second level. So we're always doing something new. Right. And and I love also how you were pointing out the, the way that you weave into other organizations within, you know, Freeport and even to the outskirts of the county because you exhibit work from some of the high schools around Stevenson County and beyond um, getting uh, some recognition for local artists as they come out and just really show their talent. And it's amazing uh, to see what happens right here in Freeport. And I know you've worked with the library, obviously downtown with Paint the Port, with the Park District. There are so many ways that uh, we can reach new audiences that are residents, not even visitors, uh, because I've always said about residents, we are the worst tourists in our own town, right? We don't even know what we have. So uh, as you're talking about changing things out and uh, this new exhibit for for BIPOC, um, Black Indigenous People of Color, tell us about what you have on uh, display right now so we can get people in there to see it. Great. Yeah. So we have Patrick Hammy's work. He's the one that's launched this whole project with us, and it's incredible work. And then he selected Tiana Bowie, and she comes from Milwaukee, um, and now she's residing in Detroit. Um, and so she has her work on display. And then also upstairs in the Contemporary Gallery, we have, we use our Contemporary Gallery often for some emerging artists. And so right now we have Angie Redmond, and just incredible work up there. Um, she just recently graduated with her MFA from NIU. Um, and so it, it's an incredible show. It's up through February 12th. So people have some time yeah. um, through the winter to come and see it. Is it a great opportunity when you have people in town and your house over the holidays to, to take them out and show them, you know, everybody gets a little bit of cabin fever when they have their relatives in their house. This is a good opportunity to get out and, and show something else that's going on in the area and, and showcase the, the art museum. Uh, tell us a little bit about the hours. When can people come visit? So we're open Tuesday through Friday, 10 a.m. until 5 p.m., but then we're also open on Saturdays from noon until 5. And I should mention that, you know, if someone is a member of the Freeport Art Museum, they can book a uh, private tour of the exhibitions. We have one co- one of those opportunities coming up on December 17th, and they can bring guests that are may or may not be members of the museum. But that's a perk for being a member of the museum. Um, and those have... Those were something that we started during COVID or right after we reopened um, from the pandemic. And they were so popular that we've um, kept them. Yeah. And I love how you throw that in there. Nice little marketing plug for those who are um, museum members. So tell us a little bit more about what it means to be a member of the museum. The members are the backbone of our organization. Um, So they're the ones that support our operations and all of our programs and all of our initiatives. So they're very important to us. And um, so there are a, uh, a variety of benefits for being a member of the museum. 
I think the biggest thing is that you are then you receive our emails and our postcards and our newsletters and so forth. And so you're in the know. Um, but then we also have some really special benefits um, like the one that I just mentioned, where you get extras, you know, you get discounts off of our museum store, you get discounts off of all of our classes, you get discounts off of our wine tasting event. That's probably the most popular uh, benefit ever. <laughs> As a wine drinker, yes, I appreciate that very much. And and um, honestly, that's always I think that's an amazing event because you bring people into the art museum who may not have been there, or have not been there in a while. And it's the reminder that we need of everything that's offered at the art museum. Uh, but in addition to the building on Harlem, you guys have the new initiative of the Freeport Art Plaza. And I shouldn't say new because it's been around for a while. But here in the last couple months, it's definitely taken on its own. So tell us a little bit about how we got to this point. Yes, it's been um, kind of a long road. Um, the initiative started, the Plaza Initiative started in 2015. But I think it feels new to all of us because this year was the first year that we were able to open it and use it. And that was very exciting and very rewarding after all the planning and after all the fundraising and all the construction. To finally see so many people enjoying the space um, is a real payoff for us. Um, and so this year we were able to thanks to our partnership with the GFP, mm -hmm. um, host uh, the Music on Chicago's. We also um, were able to host the band for um, Cruise Night. Mm -hmm. And then um, we had a couple of other things in the plaza, but I, it also I think the splash pad was one of the most exciting things. And um, it was so wonderful to see the families using it this year and the kids splashing around and, and parents shared some pictures with us, which we greatly appreciate. Right. Um, and so that was exciting. And, you know, you, you make all of these plans and you hope that they um, come out the way you planned. And so it's really rewarding for me to see, you know, because we anticipated or we wanted people to come downtown, go to Union Dairy, have a bite to eat and ice cream, come up and enjoy the splash pad. And that's what we saw happening. Yeah. So it was, it was um, very it is, rewarding. Yeah. It is. And um, well, even the first time it turned on right before our first music on Chicago, and it was ridiculously hot that first week yeah. in June. I mean, there were there were grown adults, and I'm not saying that I was not one of them, uh, who were looking at eyeing up that splash pad. But it was, it was so great for people to come down and they were so excited to see a new attraction. And that's another, you know, benefit of these continued collaborations as we have events downtown, either the partnership or other organizations getting people downtown and then they find the splash pad or vice versa. They come down for the splash pad and they end up finding the farmer's market or Union Dairy or all of the other shopping destinations. So it's a great collaboration and we're so excited to have the uh, the Art Plaza up and moving. So there were two art installations later this fall. Tell us about those. Yes. So we um, had a public art committee help us for the last two years plan um, two works of art to be included in the plaza. And so the committee selected, we put an RFQ out and 35 artists from across the nation um, submitted their materials wow. for consideration. So the committee had a big job and they did fantastic. 
we selected uh, Karina Sephora. She is from Atlanta, Georgia, to build the first sculpture. And so that's the one where it looks like ships or canoes at the top of uh, sitting on top of branches. And at the base, you can see an oar like mm-hmm. um shape and she when she visited Freeport she was very inspired by our waterways like Pecatonica and Yellow Creek and so that's where a lot of her imagery that she pulled from and we're very happy with the results. Yeah, I love adds. the artistic um, minds and when they come here and what they what they pick out of our area that, again, we as locals might not hone in on, but especially somebody with such an artistic brain as Karina, I was able to attend that opening and she was, she, you could tell she was very inspired and it came out in her work. It does. And she even paddled the peck a couple of times oh, while really? uh, she was here. And she paddled um, Yellow Creek. Fantastic. And so she just really enjoyed. She thought um, the parks that we have here, obviously one of our shining stars, and she really enjoyed them. And then we had, uh, well, what we discovered during the process is we only had really enough funding for one sculpture. And we were kind of disappointed by that because we had planned for two. And um, a community member found out about our um, kind of problem that we were facing and um, stepped up to the plate. And that's um, Sally and and Dan uh, Noble. And they uh, were looking for a way to um, create something in memory of their son, Jack, who they uh, lost uh, from cancer. And he passed away when he was really young. And one of the things that Jack enjoyed was music and he loved interactive sculpture and interactive things. It's one of the things that he could enjoy um, even when he was going through treatment. And um, so Sally reached out to me and and I um, invited her to look at all of the artists that we considered from that pool that I mentioned. And immediately she um, picked, her and Dan picked out Maureen um, Hardy from Colorado. And it just so happened that Maureen was our second uh, number two choice. And I didn't tell her that um, (laughs) beforehand. It just, you know, it was her work really resonated with her. And um, so she they commit her uh, and Dan and their friends and family commissioned this piece. So we're very grateful for that. And it turned out beautiful and meaningful and interactive. All these things that we were really hoping for with this piece. It's in a butterfly shape. I know a lot of people have seen it. But what people might not know is that there's a musical element to it. So on each inside of each of the four wings, there's a looks like a metal pipe running down it. And there's a mallet, a little rubber mallet attached. And if you uh, use the mallet on those pieces of metal, they'll chime. And each one has a different tone. And um, and what was really cool for me to see was when we were doing the dedication, um, there was a kids that attended as well. And you, know, you don't have to tell kids right. anything. They'll yep. figure it out. And uh-huh. so because we had no signage or anything that says play me or anything like that. Nope, they don't need it. They'll, they had it all figured out. They had their mallets going. And it just made me grin. You right. know, you're, you're yes. like, OK, this they've, they've got it. You like know? what you said before, you know, on seeing things come to fruition even without instruction you know it's it just happens to be that's just the way kids are if if there's something that resembles a mallet and something that resembles you know it 
uh, the little marimba type exactly. of xylophone, they'll figure it out, as you said. And yeah. and both are amazing additions to downtown. And we invite you to come down because obviously they're there year round. So again, come downtown, check those out and uh, take some photos with them because they are, they are just really amazing and bring so much life to downtown. So we have now covered what has happened, but come back with us after this message and we'll talk to you about plans for 2022 at the Freeport Art Museum and the Art Plaza. At State Bank, we take a personalized approach to commercial banking because we know every business is unique. State Bank's business team works with you to identify the financial services that meet your specific needs. Stop by or contact State Bank today at 815-297-0900 or at statebankfreeport.com to learn more. State Bank, see why it's different here. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. We are back with Jessica Modica from the Freeport Art Museum. And before the break, we talked about uh, what has happened at the museum till this point on Harlem and then downtown at the Art Plaza. Now we're really excited about the next chapter because you guys have really set forth some amazing opportunities for the museum, the Art Plaza and downtown Freeport that uh, if, if people don't know about, tell us a little bit about your exciting announcements. Thank you. Yes, we're very excited. Uh, we had an opportunity this summer um, to purchase a building right next to the plaza where we can move the museum to um, as soon as we're able to renovate the space. And so uh, in April, we uh, I, that is when we found out about the opportunity that the space was available. And then by June, we were closed. Wow. And so, you know, it's just been a whirlwind um, of activity since then. And, and we're still in the planning stages right now of putting together the capital campaign for that. But we will be ready to launch that in probably in January, so early part of the year. And uh, we're already starting to get some donations um, towards that cause. And so this was um, the former Coons Brothers building. And so for folks in town um, who will know that space, um, and it's about 14,000 square feet. And um, so, you know, it it will, once it's renovated, it will be such an amazing space for us downtown. And we're we're very, um, we're looking forward to, being a part of the down, the historic downtown district. It has so many rewards, potential rewards for the museum. One of the things we've consistently struggled with being on Harlem was visibility uh, because we're in the middle of a residential district. And so getting people to our space has always been a challenge. We were known as like the hidden jewel. And that was kind of frustrating. Uh, I loved the jewel part, right. but I didn't. It was really hard to work with the hidden part. Um, and so, being in the downtown district will make us so much more visible. And it's really where an art museum belongs um, is within a downtown of the community. And we know that we will then also contribute 
to um, tourism and to business in the downtown. And so we're really looking forward to being part of all of that. Right. Um, so you're going to be just a block away from the Lincoln Douglas Debate Square and the library. So uh, for people who are familiar or are looking when they're downtown, it's at the corner of Exchange Street and State Street in downtown. So just east of the post office. And um, it's an exciting space because, yeah, right across the alley behind you is the Art Plaza. Right behind that is the library and debate square. And two blocks away is, you know, Tuddy's Crossing and the Riverways that we talked about, you know, when Karina was here. Um, and, you know, right on the main thoroughfare of downtown, you know, I mean, it's it's so exciting to have all of these things kind of coming together. And uh, with the Chicago Avenue streetscape renovation, Coming in uh, 2022, we are so excited to see more anchors to what is going to be an amazing art and culture experience for our residents and visitors. Uh, so as you're talking about plans for the upcoming renovation, what are some of the goals that you guys have in this new space? So for many years, um, and I really have to mention um, Jack Myers, too, because he had this vision way before I think we even did um, of creating a cultural campus in the downtown. And, you know, he was the one that gave us the property for the plaza. He was the one that donated the property for the library. And so he had this vision many moons ago. And um, and so we're we're just thrilled to be able to um, really start to see that happen. And so our plans for 2022 and, and 22, three and beyond um, is, well, first, we would really like to um, complete the plaza. There are two um, large elements that we have um, left to complete, and we're waiting for some funding to come through before we're able to really move forward. One of those is the art screen, and that will be a screening system. It's a metal screening system that will run along the alley um, between us and the post office. Office. And um, what we'll be able to do there is basically it will become an outdoor museum uh, or gallery. And so we'll be able to have large works of two dimensional art exhibited on this screening system and they'll be lit up. And, um, and so it's a great way for people to be able to experience art um, while they're enjoying the plaza space. And then we also have this large um kind of a gateway sculptural piece and um, that will be one part sculpture and um, one part um, kind of uh, a natural wayfinding um, because it'll be a large very iconic boldly colored um, gate where people can walk through and then it'll also be where we can recognize our donors um, on that as well and so those are the two big pieces of the plaza that we have left to complete Um, and then you know obviously we we'll want to launch into the renovations uh, of the the new space, and so there's two levels. And it's what it's really important to us is that um, while we're doing this renovation, that we're revealing um, the natural kind of beauty of the building itself. It's a building that was built in 1900, so it's historic, and so Great. we want to be able to um, highlight its 
uh, architectural beauty that it, it already has and enhance that. And uh, and so we're, we have some preliminary concept drawings that I'm very excited to share with people as soon as I can. Very exciting. Well, I love how you keep giving us those teasers too, you know, of, of the next thing and the next thing, because we are always looking to develop and grow. And as you mentioned, how Jack Myers and, and a lot of other people in the community before the library came to fruition and before there were some of these other buildings that now we kind of just assume have always been there. Um, there were so many dreamers who decided to be innovative and try something different. And that is one common thread that we continue to see as the art plaza comes to fruition, as the art museum and um, and the streetscape, uh, new things coming to downtown. So I really think from a, um, a tourism and a quality of life perspective, this is mutually beneficial. You talked about being a hidden gem, which I completely agree with on Harlem, um, and then bringing the audience that the museum does already engage with to downtown and then the downtown audience to the museum as well. So we are so excited for all of these things to come to pass and well, well worth the time, you know, to to continue to bring those out and um, piecemealing them in, you know, the art plaza last year was amazing. And as we see the art screen and the entrance come, it's going to give people additional reasons to come back. I agree completely. Yeah. Oh, it's if you weren't able to make it to music on Chicago at all last year, or if you weren't able to make it to cruise night to see the bands on those stages. Um, and when you were talking about watching people interact with the space, when we would hold music on Chicago and people would bring their blankets and chairs and you'd see them sprawled out on the lawn and blowing bubbles with their kids. That is just the kind of goosebump moments that we all um, envision with these spaces. And, uh, and it wasn't even my project and I have goosebumps about it. So I can only imagine how you feel. Oh, it was incredible. It makes it all worth it. And then some, um, because of course I attended, you know, the mm -hmm. music on Chicago's and enjoyed the space myself and, um, and then looking around, uh, uh to all of the people enjoying the space. And, uh, so many people came up to me and expressed to me, you know, how much they loved being there and having the space downtown. And I'm just very glad. I'm just very grateful that it all turned out, um, the way that we wanted and that, you know, in a way that our community will enjoy it. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was a lot of thought that went into specifically the use of the space and the, and the quality. So in, as we've talked you know, we're relating to a lot of people who are maybe have some familiarity with either the museum downtown and the space that is currently inhabited and will be inhabited, but to somebody who may not see the value in the arts scene that's currently happening in Freeport. What can you kind of leave with them as a tidbit or kind of an attraction to get them to realize or come and experience what's going on? Well, I think the, the thing that a lot of people may not realize is just the economic impact of arts and culture in a community. So when you start to look at the numbers, for example, it can become really powerful information. So just with the, I know I mentioned the Paint the Port event. So we have, we've always sold out the number of squares that we have available to be painted. And we have an average of two and a half people painting each square. So um, when you look at that, that's over a thousand people that are um, coming downtown 
for that event to actively participate in something downtown. And so you know that they're spending their dollars um, in the downtown while they're there. But then we have an additional 800 spectators that come down um, with their lawn chairs and mm-hmm. uh, along the sidewalks and watch their um, friends and family participate. And they're spending money yeah. downtown that day. So, you know, it's those types of um you know, contributions that the arts and culture sector make to uh, a community that are very, very important. It's those dollars, right? Um, but be really beyond that, when you look at it, I've heard from a large employers that have always been very supportive of arts and culture in their community because it also contributes to their ability to recruit and retain employees. And, um, and that's no easy thing to do. Um, And so we're part of a big part of attracting people to come and live in Freeport. And that's one of the first questions that people ask, actually, when they're considering moving to a community for a position is um, it's it's number three is what I've learned. It's the third question often that is asked. What about arts and culture? What are your um, what's available um, for our family? to enjoy. Right. I mean, so. because so we don't uh, always get seen as a cultural mecca, but through the um, the opportunities of the art museum and the things that you're bringing, especially the BIPOC exhibit that you talked about, you're bringing so many opportunities to the residents, students, and all ages here in uh, Freeport and Stevenson County. And we can't thank you enough for that. Thank you so much. Yeah, Not a problem. Great work. <laughs> yes. And we are so happy to visit with you today. And hopefully we'll have a part two, you know, in a year or 18 months and get some updates on all of the wonderful things you have going on. I want to thank Jessica Monica for joining us on today's episode of Synapse. For more information on the Art Museum, the Art Plaza, and all of the fundraising efforts that are happening, continue to check their website, freeportartmuseum.com freeportartmuseum.com and you can find them on Instagram we're on Insta we're getting much better at Insta Uh, we're also on Facebook all right thank you so much you can find those links in our show notes as well thank you for joining us for another episode of Synapse a business and lifestyle podcast produced by the Greater Freeport Partnership. To be notified of future episodes, please hit subscribe on your podcast platform now.